Welcome to the broadcast. We are doing our sister wives recap. Um, and we are in season 17, episode two. And um, Hannah Kawa is out sick, whatever my hokey plague. I probably gave it to her virally through the computer. Um, she's like been hooked up to a nebulizer and shit for the last like eons. So she hasn't been able to record. She has no voice. So I've roped in my dear friend Lexi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Lexi. Now, some of you guys may know her. She jumped on a live with me before. Um, I think I posted pictures with her before because she has this cute as little daughter, Kaya, um, who is my spirit animal. I love that. <laughs> I love that child so much. And um, you have also seen her on The Single Life, as season one with um, she and Danielle, our friends. And um, that's kind of how we met. Actually, Danielle is how we met um, was because I was friends with Danielle. I'd become friends with her. And then we all met and it was a whole thing. And now we're friends because we live locally to each other. So we do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And so um, Lexi has been loving sister wife, sister wives, has generously offered to step in. Well, I hounded her and said, please, please, please record with me. Um, and so here she is. So we are going to do episode two of season 17. So what are your thoughts so far before we get into season episode two, what are your thoughts so far on the first episode? So it was, it was kind of heavy. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened on the first episode. Cause I feel like I usually binge watch things and everything mm -hmm. blurs together. Right. Well, um, and season episode one and episode two kind of blended together in that there was just a lot of Cody and talking. Christine in her kitchen. Right, talking. right, 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 right. I was actually very happy that Christine finally put her foot down and stood up for herself. That was really great to see. She communicated clearly and to the point, which was awesome because I feel like Cody- Such like, a breath of fresh air. It really is. reality shows that we watch. <laughs> it is. And I feel like um, it was more raw. It was cameras are up. They filmed it talking. It was, you know, as though very like intimate in that setting. And I, I was just cheering her on. I was cheering yeah, her on. For real, for real. Absolutely. Um, we're all team Christine, I think, after that, because we knew going into this the season that she was leaving Cody. And if you'd follow her on social media, you know that she had, in fact, left him. So we were just waiting to see, see what was good, how it was going to play out. And um, I love uh, watching her do this. And, and the next episodes, um, just keep getting better. And it's like, this woman needs to teach a masterclass on how to leave your douchey husband. Absolutely. And like <laughs> I told you, I had COVID last year and binge watched the entire Sister Wives franchise. all of their seasons. And so the entire I feel, franchise. I feel as though I know this family. I feel like I'm a part of it when they're in your living room 24 hours a day when you're <laughs> sick. I'm like, okay. I was so excited to do this podcast. That is some dedication because that's i mean we're on season 17 so you watch 16 seasons in a row of this family in my defense i was very sick with covid <laughs> at the for 14 days <laughs> i mean i watched i watched a lot of tv obviously like that's my that's my jam right i watched the, all of the tv in um know during COVID so I'm not I'm not judging anything I'm like bowing down to you because that's an impressive impressive feat I'm just defending myself because I'm like that's that's a lot I'm, I'm just yeah 
the yeah. uh, it's a lot of yeah. sister wives in in one like in at one time i mean like the rest of us have like spread this out over like 10 15 years right exactly <laughs> exactly he watched it all like 10 15 days uh. that's amazing um, so that's the kind of dedication we're dealing with. So we are going, <laughs> you can see why I asked her to, to join me. Um, so on season 17, episode two is called, is there a favorite wife? And my addition would be, and why is it Robin? Cause we all know, <laughs> and everyone's known from day one. Um, I would be interested after we recap this episode and stuff, I would be interested in your thoughts, seeing, it progressed like if you since you've seen the earlier seasons so much more recently than the rest of us or many of us at least me that I wonder like what your thoughts would be on like do you see the red flags do you see all the stuff that's coming out now and that they're talking about that like the rest of us have been screaming at the tv for years right right like and you watch it like do you see it in the episodes I'm curious your thoughts on that so yeah let's get into the recap on this so they go through the recap of what happened in the first episode which is you know whatever um so janelle's talking about you know um getting covid and thank god cody didn't get it because oh my god what would robin do sorry i may have editorialized that a little bit um and then so then he goes to cody on the couch saying he needs his private cody alone time which i don't know about you guys but in our our house private uh, private alone time is code term for for whacking it time so (laughs) i don't know if he needs to go beat his meat in the closet but i mean he needs his private cody alone time so (laughs) um uh, yeah so he's in the closet talking which i you know you know is this the first time he's been in the closet Mm, who knows Mm, who knows um, so then we revisit Cody and Christine at the table and relive some of, of that again. And he tells us that he's shocked and angry um, and he's been ruminating in it ever since. And basically like, oh, but I didn't take it seriously. I didn't take you seriously. Like, even though she's been saying this for apparently years, he never took her seriously. He says this, this is a repeated theme of his, is he never took her seriously. And in fact, in one of the next couple of episodes, he says something about, they're always threatening to leave me. And I'm like, if three out of three of your wives are always threatening to leave you, like maybe you're the problem. I don't know. But he didn't take her seriously because, you know, women. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So then we go to Truly and saying basically she does, or then Christine says Truly doesn't even notice if Cody's there or not. Now let's stop here. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show. 
but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small up to 4x and if you haven't yet be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu i would this actually triggered me as a single mom yes this as someone who's raising a child by myself i feel like christine's pretty much a single mom without i mean the fact that trudy didn't even notice that Cody wasn't, the, the relationship had changed. That was a red flag for me right there. And I I felt in my heart, I was like, that poor girl. I really mm-hmm. did. It, it resonated with me. That- yeah. And mm. I suspect that it would resonate with a lot of people in, in the same situation, even or even just on an empathetic level. Like, you know, I'm not a, currently a single mom, but I, you know, I, I have to have empathy about the situation, you know, and it just continues to piss me off as, as the next a couple of episodes go on um the more cody talks the more he pisses me off with this nonsense <laughs> and you know what too. i wanted to root for cody in my binge watching of this i was like at the first season everyone seemed so happy and you know i'm the type of person that's all about do what you want don't hurt others and it seemed like a very loving family mm-hmm. and it seemed like okay you know what this isn't my cup of tea but hey if it's working for them and the kids are happy healthy so be it but then of course as things progress and now we're in where we're at now i'm like okay this is very unhealthy. <laughs> this is very, you get, very and you see the progression of it, yeah. right? You know, like as the women get, as the the wives sort of come into their own, and you know, all of that, and you and you get some of that because Cody starts talking during these episodes about you know how um, when did it all go so wrong? But then at the same time, he's also like they're always threatening to leave me. So which is it? Is it good all the time or is it bad all the time? Like, right. <laughs> You and know? that's what I think about reality TV. Like, first of all, I know this was probably filmed like six months before it airs. And I know editing is an issue. So I don't know. All I'm seeing is, or, you know, what all I'm judging is what I see. And, but what I see is. <laughs> but you also now. know from, on, and from being on the show, you know, they they can only use what you give them. Right. Even though there is, you know, creative editing. You know, they, they use what you give them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um. So then we um, we flash to Mary and Queen Robin, both saying that uh, Cody's so busy, you know, gosh darn it, Cody's so busy. And then to Janelle saying, I don't know where the fuck he is, and I pretty much don't particularly care. Um, probably at Robin's because she has the little kids, but, and you know, maybe the nanny had to go pee, but Janelle gives zero fucks about where Cody is and what he's doing and any of that. She's just like content doing her own thing, right? Which mm-hmm. we'll see more later. Uh, when she buys her RV. (laughs) (laughs) And then Queen Robin explains that she and Kotex, which is uh, a friend of mine used that term calling Cody Kotex when we were texting. I thought it was just an autocorrect. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So Kotex, (laughs) King Kotex and Queen Sobbin Robin have, quote, a lot going on during the day. And that's why they have the nanny and that it's not fair to ask him to help with the kids because he's a big, strong man with many offspring. <laughs> I wanted to wear a shirt that the what does the nanny do, but I don't have it yet. I need 
to order it. <laughs> and I know it's a podcast and so nobody will be able to see it anyways, but <laughs> we're going to work on getting video at one of these days, mm-hmm. video, video feeds done, but, um, but no, then I'd have to like maybe wear bras and stuff when I record and I don't always want to do that. Um, so um, yeah, so this is where we start hearing more and more of all the things that we've been saying, like to the TV, and we've all been saying about Cody, but Cody's actually using the words. And when he's talking about basically just not caring about wanting to be with his kids, and he, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit in the chronology here because um, he says, so he's he's complaining whatever da, da, da. christine didn't change her lifestyle during covid because here he is blaming covid again um and then he says he says christine came over to see the girls oh christine says he came over to see i can't even read what i wrote here <laughs> since he came over to see the girls once and he had robin's kids with him because he was quote babysitting them and i shit you not this is this is the quote that he says it's not normal for me to babysit my kids mhm and he said he'd rather pay someone else to babysit them because he makes more money and doesn't want to hike or kayak anyway much less with the kids because he doesn't like them or like doing things with them and he'd rather pay somebody to hang out with the little snot suckers and their outdoor activities oof again where where do we where do we go with this i first of all that's sad to see that on tv i mean no wonder his older children don't want anything to do with them some of them and they're they're literally seeing their father say these things on on national television and it's really really sad i mean okay you wanted a large family you wanted to have multiple wives you need to own up on how you're going to spend time with them and how you're going to take care of them and obviously it's not about him. He's making it about him. Suck it up and go on the effing kayak and go hiking. Like what? Twi- what did Christine say? Twice in 800 days or something? That they've been there? Yeah. He came like out that with they've him. gone hiking and he didn't like to do it. Like who cares? There's a lot of things I don't like to do, but I'm going to do it because, because I my kid hiking. wants to. Yeah, exactly. You think I like sitting outside of high school waiting for my kid to finish his whatever practice he was <laughs> that day. Like I've said this before that having a teenager is like 90% sitting in your car waiting for them. <laughs> right. Like, and it's different. You've got Kaya who's like not even two, right? right? Who so you've got a completely different set of things that you have to do. You want to change your blowout diapers? Of course, no, nobody wants to, but we do it because that's what we have to do. Exactly. And parents. I don't like it when any like any father says the word babysitting. Like you are a equal partner. You're not a babysitter. That's it. But that's- we look. We know. Now we always suspected this about him, but we he says it in these later episodes. He's saying the words that he basically doesn't care about his kids. Like he has this whole family, all these wives, these kids, and his world exists solely to um, laud him. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, he's like talks about being head of the household right. and how he's not, and he's lost control of. It. And they're supposed to bow down and be submissive and all this. He just wants, and we see this as he's talking about like, quote unquote, 50-50 custody with Truly. That I Ader, laughed at, by the which way. Which is uh, episode four. The oh, one okay. That I'm there. way ahead. That's why I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, know where. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that one. But but this is this is the theme. This is the theme that we're seeing, right? Yeah. And, um, and it's not just 
I mean, like he actually puts the words out there. I don't want to babysit my kids. I want to pay somebody else to hang out with them. But then he's like, bitch, you know, that, that she's going to take truly away into Utah. Like, and then as Christine points out later, it's like, um, that's, you didn't have 50-50 custody when right. now, like before, like you didn't, if you wanted to exercise your right to see her, you could have come over and you never did then. So why would you want that now? Exactly. Which I don't think he does either, but he he wants his little fiefdom. He has to be in charge. And then he mentioned something about he knows what it's like. And I don't know if this is episode two or not. So I'm sorry if it's not. But when he mentioned that um, he doesn't think that his wife or he's married to wives that were divorced and he knows what they say about their exes. <gasps> yes. And he doesn't want them to say the same thing about him, basically. And it's more like of a his own ego. It's not the fact that you know, Christine wants to leave him. It's not mm-hmm. the fact it, it's literally just, he doesn't want his ego to be completely yeah. like put out there and just like shattered. I mean, obviously it's all about him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. And that is becoming clearer and clearer. And we've always known this, but he, right. he always talked like, I mean, he talked a good game about wanting to be, you know, Oh, I have all these kids and I want to spend all this time with them and stuff. But then we're seeing in these episodes <laughs> no no that's right. not the case um so then we're back in the closet with cody and he's blaming COVID again and misinformation and how one person's actions can affect others you know cody's philosophizing inside the closet i don't know something about you know well one person does you know something that's gonna affect the rest of the family yes it is and he's just like making up excuses about why he can only be with robin i don't know <laughs> um so then we flash to christine on the couch and she's wearing this amazing yellow sweater and she's saying yes cody your actions hurt the whole family it's true you selfish ego ramen head again might have editorialized that just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um then we go back to the couch and robin's unblended eyeshadow and her axe emoji eyebrows saying that she loves cody um but this husband here all the time thing she's like what the fuck this is not what i signed up for you're a big bore you've got all these problems you're stressing me out you've got all these wife problems go figure it out you've turned into a bitter angry little man um and how you know christine is stressing him out and he makes everybody angry and she's like cody stop being such a drag (laughs) i believe her i can see it because he's like a cry i don't want to say cry baby he's a man but i mean he's not in control anymore and robin's Mm -hmm. the submissive one robin's the yes sir yes you know go to so she's the one take i can see that her taking the like brunt of all of his anger and yeah because he's not hanging out with anybody else he's only with her and she's like no this isn't what i wanted (laughs) and you can't get your own space if you're locked down for covid so strictly that you're not even going anywhere at all you know because they're not even at the time leaving their house it seemed like Mm mm-hmm so, oh my God, be locked up with somebody that long. Yeah, I did it. And then I married him. <laughs> <laughs> but he just went back to work, like a real job. Like, well, not a real job. I mean, he had a real job before, but he was working uh-huh. from home. Now he's working in a studio. He's he he's actually switched from radio. He's over on the TV side now. He's working in a TV studio every day. At, nice. Well, yeah, except that he has to go to bed at like super early, stupid dark early because he has to be at the studio at 3 a.m. Oh my gosh. Because that's morning news <laughs> for you. That's a lot. Yeah, but it's, you know, that's kind of what I'm used to. He used to work overnight. So, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of used to like having my own space and, you know, 
That's good. So the time yeah. you spend together is quality and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- yeah. Theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> some some bumps in figuring it out. Right. Um, so then we um, cut to Cody <laughs> being, a man, being a man in the woods and he's got a shovel <laughs> on a snow-covered log, <laughs> presumably on the great property of Coyote Pass and their majestic mountains. Look at the mountains look at the mountains and he's so he's doing man things by like shoving a shovel on this log that has snow all over it i don't know what he's doing but he's trying to show off his manhood i guess i don't know uh flash to cody and christine a month later and talking about this again why did she move his cheese basically he says he was disgusted and losing his shit and she's (laughs) and that she somehow is like you know the passage for him getting to his children because he doesn't have the ability to talk to them directly yeah. himself or something like they're, you know, I don't know, you know, this I didn't is- realize COVID could travel through cell phones and zoom and yeah. FaceTime. Yeah. You know, and I, I'll stop here and say this, that last season during their, when COVID stuff, like I'm, you know, definitely one of the, um, you know, let's follow super strict COVID guidelines, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. immune compromised, blah, blah, blah. You work in healthcare, you know, you're dealing with bodies and people. Um, she's mm-hmm. an acupuncturist, yo. Yeah. Um, doctor, doctor of uh, acupuncture. I don't know what they're called. What do they call? Yeah, it's a, well, I'll be a doctor of acupuncture. Uh, well, doctor of oriental medicine in January. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, so the, the point being is that, you know, no one's out being, you know, going to like these rallies and doing things and not masking. Right. Like I believed in these things and, you know, I still believe in these things, you know, we have to do all this. So, so when all of this, you got Janelle and her kids, her boys that are off just gallivant and doing whatever as if whatever, you know, no surprise that they got COVID, you know, and all this stuff. And, and I, I do, I do think that there were some people that were of this family that weren't being as careful as they should. And Mm -hmm. I, and I agreed with Cody trying to, you know, say with Cody's side of things, I guess I'll say that, that that there needs to be this really good lockdown type of thing. And, and, you know, we did some weird adjustment stuff so that, you know, baby frauded could go hang out with his friends, but he ended up hanging out with like this little pod of people, you know, like there's things you do to, you know, we had to deal with, but I was on his side on that issue is my point. Now, though, he's like blaming all that. And I'm totally not on his side about blaming because there's things you can do. There's like you said, the COVID doesn't travel to the phone, doesn't travel to Zoom. You can talk to your kids. You can go see them at the back, you know, in the backyard or whatever. Um, And in fact, you should be doing more. If you can't physically see your child, mm -hmm. you should be doing absolutely like 100 times more to to support them however you can. Absolutely. 100% agree. 100% agree. Absolutely. Like I look at my daughter and I can't imagine, I mean, obviously she's a baby and I have to take care of her, but Uh I cannot imagine her eight, 10 years old, me not hugging her or even being in her presence. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't imagine it. I I don't know. I mean, to some level, like Mm -hmm. mask up, wash your hands, do whatever you need to do. I mean, early on, I totally get it. Like, right. It's just like now. the I mean, first couple of weeks and month, you know, whatever you're trying to figure out. But there are certainly we we managed to do it perfectly safely, you know. Other people did, you know. <laughs> There's ways to do it, um, you know, before we were able to get you know vaccinated and all those kinds of things. Um, 
So then Cody is saying that it's like this weird paradigm shift for him because probably to have her make the rules and he doesn't know what the fuck to do when he's not being worshipped, right? Yes. Like he's not used to this. He's not used to her having a backbone and, and setting things how they are, how she's going to have them. And he's like, wait, what? He's not used to this. Um, Talks about, oh, what this came out of the blue? We need therapy or something. And she's like, if he was in, really interested in therapy, he could have said something. Like this has been ongoing. You know, he could have said something in the last three months, six months since they've had that initial conversation about not having an intimate marriage and that he wasn't attracted to her because she's a bully to Robin's kids or some shit. Um, How long did they say that they hadn't been intimate? I can't remember. A long time. Like years? Yeah, it might have been. It might have been like, like there might have been like, you know, you could count on one hand the number of times over a period of like four years or something, but I don't. Right. You know, but it was something like that. It was it was long. Um, she says that she didn't expect to be here, you know, in this place, and that she had thought that they would be together forever. And then he asks her if she felt relief when she decided to leave. And without missing a beat, she's like, Oh fuck yes. <laughs> and uh, that she should have left sooner, basically. Right. <laughs> right. Um and then he goes back to saying, oh, yeah, she's been threatening to leave for years, but I never listened because women, am I right? You know, uh, Janelle says this is coming. This was inevitable. Um, <laughs> and then Mary, who's the bastion of healthy marriage, healthy plural marriage, everything, um, chimes in with plural marriage is like other marriage. If the people involved aren't willing to do it, then there isn't anything else that can be done, which is hilarious because... Mary has to remind Cody what her name is, like when she sees him, you know, like she has to remind him that she even exists. <laughs> and that's another, Mary's another thing, too, because I, in watching the earlier episodes, she was so full of life and joy and Ooh. emotions. She even got upset. She would get upset and cry. Now it's just like blank stare, yeah. like just like she's just complacent and just so neutral. You know, it's like when you break up with somebody and you're so done. You don't mm-hmm. have any emotion left. Yeah. There's just nothing. You're not angry. You're not happy. Yeah. You're not. You're just, I'm done. You're just, you're just new. You're just, I, I'm done. I feel like that's what Mary's at. She's just there, but I'm not seeing any sort of emotion at all on mm-hmm. any level. It's just kind of, I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's how it right. is. And what a sad way to live your life. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just awful so we're back at the kitchen table cody says he's sorry for being angry and i'm like is he is he really though (laughs) um i guess this is his newest tactic because it seems very clear that he keeps trying all these different tactics right like first it's covid then it's you never told me and then it's this and now he's his current tack is sorry for being angry um Cause he's telling her that she's right and she's smart and all of the things right like that's his newest that's this tactic Then he says what he's really thinking, which is that an injustice is being done to him (laughs) because bitter, angry little man is a victim and it galls him, people. You guys, it galls him. He said that it galls him because look at what's being done to him. King Cody. King Cody. I like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm -mm. No, sir. Like the definition of a narcissist. It's like everything is everyone else's fault. I'm not going to own any type of responsibility. Right. And it's just placing, and it's almost like gaslighting. It's like him attacking other people and like chain, not 
Well, he's kind of manipulating like the situation to make it out to be everyone else's fault. That's kind of what I feel like. Of course, because it can't be his fault. And it still continues. I mean, I just finished watching an episode four this morning and he's still blaming everything around him except for himself. So, yeah. you know, um, uh, then God in this part. Okay. So this, he says, he says to her that um, he needs to get to a place where he can rejoice in her happiness. And she says, that is the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. My God, that's the sweetest thing. He's at your husband of 20, whatever years is, has said to you, what the fuck is your baseline for love? I felt a punch in my gut when I heard that I was just that I, I almost cried. I got really emotional. I was like, that's so sad. Yeah. Uh, like sad. I get like what he's saying, like makes sense. I'm not, you know, necessarily knocking what he's saying for once, just this thing, because he does need to get to a place where he can rejoice in her happiness. I get that. You're not necessarily mm-hmm. going to be there right away. But what the fuck for her? That's the sweetest thing she's ever he's ever said to her. And I mean, I guess it's with not, that for 26 years. It's and I mean, I guess it's not him telling her that she's fat and unattractive the way she eats nachos, which he has said to her before. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It comes up in one of the. I don't remember where it came up. But it was like, I want to say maybe it was a tell-all or it was a, it was an after the, whatever, not after the final rose, because this this isn't Bachelor, (laughs) but like, but like something along those lines. And, and, and he, he basically is, he kind of tiptoes around it. They, they, they show parts of it during Mm -hmm. this conversation at the kitchen table, but um, yeah, he basically said like he hasn't been attracted to her like ever, and he wasn't attracted to her when they got married, and that might have been this episode actually where he says that part. That's so um, awful. I know, you guys don't put up with being treated no. like that. No, I will be alone for the rest of my life if it means not dealing with men like that. That's just Fuck. yeah, men, and, women, whoever your yeah, partner, your exactly. loving partner should not. That should not be the sweetest thing that they say. No. Um. And then he he's on the couch and he shows that he says that um, he's always said that if you're not happy, you can leave. But he never expected anyone to actually do that. And now she's actually doing that. And he's like, right. <laughs> like a fucking meme. Like, yeah, you know, they they pride themselves on, you know, he, he oh, it's the, the women's choice. It's it's, you know polygamy is always the women's choice woman's choice blah 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 blah. they can leave it's up to them they're the ones that decide it's not about me Mm -hmm. but is it really right now she's actually leaving and you can't handle it no i mean he said he needs therapy for his emotional attachment issues or whatever that means what Um, the fuck does that mean (laughs) again it's back to his ego he can't I think that, and I think that he's like very black and white on certain issues. And I think with his church and his religion, he did commit to that relationship. Mm -hmm. And rather it being a healthy, nourishing, building relationship, it's toxic per Christine, basically saying that not good. And obviously what he's said and done. So he'd rather stick it out and look good in front of everyone else. Like, look at my family or that's, this is me speaking my personal thing. I think he, he'd rather just keep it intact. So he made a pledge to God whatever his church and it's just awful i mean it's just 
there's nothing positive about it. I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> I was like going on a tangent. Oh, I can't hear you. Okay. Oh, okay. there. Okay. Sorry. I muted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> first, uh, first, first podcast. I uh, don't know what I'm doing. Um, so then we go back to Christine in yellow on the couch saying that she didn't know that being alone versus being with him, that she could be happy. She didn't know any better. Right. And that she saw that during COVID and everything that she could do this by herself and that she's fine without him and she's happy. And, oh my God, this is actually better. I don't have to be around this soul sucking marriage. And this is actually better. And then Cody and all his gall says there was no Cody representation in this marriage, which is like, what? Because (laughs) isn't this whole fucking show built around you, Cody? Like 17 seasons of this is built around these women marrying you. Wow. <laughs> like i don't what what does that even mean then oh. he's like i just need to let her go and i don't know why this is like toe curling and raging which isn't the context that i've heard toe curling being mm-hmm. used before but you know whatever he and robin have going on the red leather couches <laughs> like you do you boo like um, but yeah, he needs fucking therapy. And it's like, you think so, you stupid cocksucking motherfucker, because he's so fucking mad that she has the audacity to leave him. Right. Sorry, I had some thoughts. I had some feelings. Mm-hmm. Feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is what he's saying. And then she, um, let's see, wait, let's see where. Oh, then we're back at the table. And he says, stop making it complicated. And she's like, it already is complicated. And he's like, how? Because he's saying, how is it complicated? And she's just like, she looks at him with this, are you fucking serious? You dumb motherfucker look in her eyes, right? Am I am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my thought was, in I guess in his world, it's just Cody, right? Yeah. And I was actually just having a conversation with my girlfriends this morning about this very concept in like the general sense about men generally don't not all men don't at me on this um (laughs) that 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 like we as women and mothers nurturers right like our natural tendency is to take care of the family first and then us Mm -hmm. right like um it doesn't matter that i have a splitting headache and i'm tired and need a nap the family needs to be fed so i'm going to make dinner um right if that was a man he would just say i'm going to go take a nap Mm mm-hmm and um what about the rest of us what okay if it was your responsibility you know to do that type of thing so anyway (laughs) um so cody is just being that man right and he's such a beta man that beta male that it's just but in his world it's just him he doesn't think of his eighteen thousand children and wives right right she's like it's already complicated there's three wives and like 26 kids yeah. Like, how can it not be complicated? In his world, it's just Cody. He doesn't have to worry about any of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, he's just being a, you know, a man. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's like the entitled mediocre man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Never it, had anybody challenge him their whole life. It, yeah, when you say beta male, 
That is exactly because alpha males don't have to talk about like control and, oh, you, you know, like Cody's mentioning about like things about meetings and, oh, um, Christine's taking over the meeting. Oh, maybe that's another episode. I'm sorry. It is another episode. But okay. yes, it was so funny. Right. But he's just like, you know, anybody that's actually an alpha, whether it be female or male, doesn't have to talk like that. They just do. They just right. do. And right. Just a like, lion doesn't have to tell people it's a lion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So then we go back to the conversation about her leaving him with his child. Truly. Now we're going to go back to truly this child who doesn't notice whether he's there or not anyway. Um, but then he's, and he doesn't even like spending time with her, but then, but how dare she move her away? So then this is another tact, right? <laughs> but then this is funny. So then he asks, Cody asks Christine where she's moving in Utah or whatever. And she's like, definitely not St. George, Utah, which I think is hilarious. She's like, oh, I would never move to St. George, which is hilarious because that's where Kalani and Asuelu from 90 Day live. Oh, is but, it? Yeah, but I digress. Oh. <laughs> also, it's where her daughter McKelty and his and her husband Tony and live. And that's mm-hmm. where we see on episodes from now when he's she's there helping her give birth but i thought that was hilarious then he talked about how he's done his research about men not winning in divorce and it's really shitty men don't win in divorce and and she wants to move back to utah because the rest of her family that you know actually loves and appreciates her and see her worth live there and she god forbid wants to be around people who like her right um and then they flashed all the couch all the wives on the couch not at the same time but different times, I think, saying that they've all been dysfunctional for a long ass time. Now, tell me this, since you've binged it the whole season or in the, the whole series <laughs> so recently, has it been, do you think it's been dysfunctional since the beginning or was like when Robin came in? Cause that's where we were introduced to this family, right? Is that first before as Robin was coming in or did it hit somewhere later along the line? Oh, I think it's been dysfunctional this whole time for sure. Okay, like uh, looking fact, back on it. Yeah, yeah. And in watching the earlier episodes, again, like they, they seemed very happy, but it was their first time on TV. Obviously, you're going to present yourselves in a certain way because now you hear Mary, well, not really Janelle talking about the jealousy, but mainly Mary and Christine talking a lot about the underlying jealousy issues that they had the whole time, even when he took on new wives, like as mm-hmm. the new wife came in. Right. And I think that Robin was just the cherry on top of the uh, ice cream. I think she was just like, and I know Robin gets a lot of hate and I know this, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people like Robin's the one that tore, you know, is trying to break up the family and all this. I don't I think really Robin don't see it that way. I, I see her as like, a just a very like codependent. Yes. She's very, girl. yeah. I don't yeah. think we're being vindictive. I think she's just a yes, sir kind of woman. And I think that that's what he's looking for. He needs somebody that's going to be submissive. Bowing down at, right. Exactly. Bowing down so, to him. Exactly. Right. She's the only one that is. And so and, of course he's going to be with her. Right. Like, and, and, and like Janelle, she doesn't necessarily submit him, but she doesn't challenge him either. She just does whatever she wants to do. He does whatever she wants to do. And she doesn't give a fuck what he does. If he shows up. Oh, nice to see you have some dinner, you know, right? And maybe we'll bang. Maybe we'll have a fast bang later. So I can get to my stories. (laughs) And she said that she doesn't like conflict. Janelle doesn't like conflict. I remember her saying that a few Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. So she kind of backtracks when the conflict arises and Robin cries and gets emotional. And I think that. 
um, the dynamic between Robin and Cody is super unhealthy. And I feel bad. I honestly feel bad for Robin because I this think is what that, she thinks is this is what she wants. Yeah. I, I think that like everyone is just out to get Robin. And I'm like, I don't, I think she came from a very traumatic place with her ex-husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. She doesn't go into all the detail about that, but right. Um, she's looking for stability and she's just a yes, sir. Kind of woman. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and Cody makes that clear, I think, cause you know, he he says that when he's referencing the the COVID rules about you know she's the only one that's following them basically, right. and and that's a metaphor for a bigger thing. You know he might as well say the bigger thing, which is you know she follows all of my rules and yes. she treats me like, you know, like the head of the household. I'm like I'm the one in charge and I'm supposed to matter and and all this stuff. And um yeah, and so, was it were, were they the first ones to get COVID or was it Janelle's family first? I think Janelle's family first. Okay but I'm not positive. I don't have like the dates on when they all did it, when they all got it. But I believe that Christine, no, Janelle's boys got it first, which doesn't surprise me because they were basically licking doorknobs and shit, you know, um, out there. So so it's no surprise to me that they got it. Um, They got it. But, and then I think that started to pass it along and, and, um, because didn't uh, Cody and Robin actually get COVID? Not from the nanny, but another time, like later on, I saw somewhere I thought else. Cody got it, yeah, much more recently than the yeah. others, uh, but I don't know for sure. Okay. I don't have like a timeline on it. Um, so then, so we go, then we go to couch Cody saying that he's feeling unmanly and he doesn't want to le- look weak to his other wives. So he doesn't want to talk to them about this. So it's a secret divorce on national TV from a show that's in its 17th season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway. Um, So then at the table, they talk about telling the family together and he's surprised probably because he had like another snow covered log to shove his shovel at. I don't know. No, he was climbing the mountain of dirt. Remember that? <laughs> is that what he was doing? <laughs> there was like a scene where he's like, "Mountain of dirt must be conquered." Right. I was like, "Wow, look at that! He's standing atop a pile of shit." I'm kidding. I don't know if it's shit or dirt or what. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to Couch Christine, and she says, "Am I still sister wife? Fuck no." Also, we need a single Christine in Utah spinoff TLC please amen i know you yes. don't listen to me tlc matt sharp productions and discovery any of any of you but that needs to be an actual spinoff that we need. can we just see it like christine her vibe is so different now she looks like she's glowing she's so happy like mm-hmm. i don't know she just looks great she looks so happy to be because out of that she movie. dropped all that dead weight and i'm yeah. not talking about whatever nonsense she's shilling with her pink drink mlm bullshit that she's selling. <laughs> I'm talking about dropping the dead weight of Cody. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then after the break, we switch gears and now it's Christine talking to her daughter, Isabel, who had just gotten accepted at a community college in North Carolina and is going to go live with Maddie and her husband. Now this is, so Maddie is actually Janelle's kid. So she talks about how, okay, this is kind of weird. Like, you know, is it weird that her daughter wants to go live with another wife's daughter? Um, especially since she's the divorcing wife. So, so it's kind of weird that the divorcing wife's kid going to go live um, with absolutely gives no shits kid, wife's kid is how I put <laughs> Janelle. <laughs> she absolutely gives no shits, whatever. So she's going to, they're going to live together. So we have a FaceTime with Maddie and Caleb. 
and it's super cute. And I love that they're moving out and going on about going to school and doing life things and like progressing their life, you know, and, and, and Isabel's going to go do this to your community college. And then it, she gets transferred to, uh, uh, I forget which particular, yeah, ECU, I guess, um, you know, four-year college, like, she's got this great plan and, and, you know, oh, as far away from Cody as she can get. You know? mm-hmm. And they're doing all these things, this life stuff. And I think it's fantastic. Um, so then after the break, we switched to all the wives and the kids, except for Queen Robin, talking about how terrible Cody is as a father, except to Queen Robin's kids and how, um, so I generally dislike Janelle's son's and the way they handled COVID, I mentioned that, but I'm kind of on their side for their code and the way they cut off co- contact with Cody. Now, the, this is kind of this, I think we only get like a little glimpse into it. There's, it's actually much bigger iceberg than this, but you know, they, they mentioned the thing that, that Cody kept telling them that they needed to be at their adults. They need to move out. Oh, I didn't like that. Yeah. I did not like that. Yeah. So he brings this whole thing up again about the fact that Garrison is living in this trailer on her property and then COVID again, because Garrison gave it to everybody and that, and he needs to move out because he's an adult. And now this is the thing. This reminded me way too much of like the fundamentalist Mormon folks who like the um, short Creek people, the Warren Jeffs people, all of Mm -hmm. those, the yearning for Zion folks, they send um, young men away right? Because they're competition for all the young girls in the, in the compound to marry so that they get, if those men are not around, the, the young girls are forced to marry the gross old pedophile guys. There's a good documentary on this. I think it's called the lost boys. I think I need to look that up and I'll try to link it in the show notes for you guys. Cause it's re- it really good, but there's a whole thing. It's like this it's about these casting of these boys out. And that's exactly what this reminded me of you know casting his own kids out not because they're competition for him to get other wives i would think in, in but maybe on a subconscious level that's just you can't have too many young strapping men around the house because then the wives will be dependent on them i don't know i don't know where this comes from but it's yeah funny funny mormon bullshit yeah. I mean, they're not yes, sir, kind of men. They're not listening to him. And that's, I think that's the bottom line is he wants, you know, obedient children, even though they're older, they're not, you know, under 18 anymore. I don't you think. know what I'm surprised we haven't heard out of Cody's mouth yet is that kids should be seen and not heard. Yeah. I'm actually, that's a good point. I haven't, and maybe he does. Maybe he does say that. We just don't know. We haven't we haven't seen it on camera yet. <laughs> yeah. Um ugh, I, yeah, right? I, I just I can't imagine. And then of course he gives Janelle like an ultimatum, like, okay, well, it's the kids or me. And she's like, Well, I'm gonna always choose the kids. Like, what mother? <laughs> she's like, What the fuck? Dude, I thought that our understanding was you don't challenge me on shit. <laughs> right. I mean, if there's one thing you don't do is challenge a woman with her children. Right. Well, you just don't. <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> yeah yeah so this whole thing i i, I actually I, I hope that that they go into it more you know i hope that we see more later or see stuff from the kids because i want it we the next couple episodes go into it maybe a little bit but not nearly enough for my liking like yeah. even though this is sad and weird and creepy and there's just this uncomfortable feeling about it like i want to know more about why so many of his kids are basically shunning him 
you, well, know, you know, someone's going to write a from book. the Amish, right? What? Someone's going to write a book. Oh, I'm waiting yeah. for one of the kids. I know, right? They have to wait and for I will buy it. contracts to, right. to do whatever I think whatever there's like a time do. limit on those contracts. Well, right. I don't know, depending, but uh, there's, maybe there's in something. <laughs> 10 to 15 years, we may get a, you know, an all you can, an in-depth look into the real life uh, lives of the the kids the clan yeah oh god you called them the clan um the Cody clan. What, what's their last name brown brown, brown yes the, the brown family. <laughs> um yeah what i what i think is i mean this uh just yeah i want to hear i want to hear from from the kids about this um and how they're all like just growing up and moving away and you know what it also reminded me of and this just came just i just thought of this is um for those of you guys who watch the um welcome to plathville right so those that that family like those parents like their kids keep growing up moving out and rebelling against them and hating their parents right but they don't seem to realize it's them you know, that they might be the problem about why their kids don't want to talk to them. I feel like this is the same thing, right? Like Garrison and them and the rest of the kids that I don't remember all their names. Um, you know, they they don't like him and they want to move away and they want to rebel against him. And he just can't handle that. Right. Um, so then he says that he's just trying to keep his kids from getting COVID. But then he clarifies that his young kids... Which by that he means Queen's Robin's kids, because those are the only ones that are young that he's talking about. Um, Solomon and Brianna, maybe? Yeah, Brianna. Ariana, Ariane, Ariane, something like that. Because um, those are, and, and those are the only ones that he's even willing to quote unquote babysit because, you know, his time is so important and time is money and, you know, kids, shaw. So, um, then we go to <laughs> we go back to COVID again. Um, you know, they they go into this is COVID real or not real? You know, spoiler alert, it's real. Um, but Garrison, you know, despite all his beliefs on whatever that it's all all the CDC guidelines and all this stuff are nonsense. He's in the military, so he got vaccinated, right? Mm -hmm. um, so does none of that really kind of matters at this point anyway? You know, because he's he's vaccinated he can be around the kids you know or be around cody or whatever but then we hear cody and the wise recapping garrison telling cody he was done so then we go yeah because oh yeah cody so he tells cody he's done with him because he doesn't like the way he treats his mom quote unquote, uh, janelle or his siblings and he doesn't like that he treats them like shit because they're not robin and her kids and then cody's ego gets all mad again and then tells them to move out so that's like the background we got. And I know there's so much more to that. And I want oh, yeah. to see it. I would love to see the footage, uh, more footage of that. And then Couch Janelle laughs as if Cody can dictate any such thing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cody's name's not even on the lease of the house. She's like, yeah, for sure, whatever. He's telling him to move out. He's not even his fucking house. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. There first of all, are. good for him, Garrison, right? Who said that? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for step, standing up to his dad, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, and then Cody blames COVID again because he can't see the others, quote unquote. Um, and that the, they're all rebelling against him because he's basically because he's an asshole to anyone not named Robin. 
Um, and then Couch Janelle says her relationship with Cody is adequate. <laughs> that it's not Robin's, but it's adequate, which is... She says she's fine with it. It's adequate. It's fine. Sad. Also very sad. Janelle, girl, move on. You deserve so much better. Yeah. I think I'm looking for my notes because I was taking, <laughs> I was taking <laughs> notes on that. I was like, who wants to ever describe their relationship as adequate? If my relationship ever, which I'm not in one now, but when I do have one, <laughs> if I ever use the word adequate to describe it, then I'm I should be out of that relationship. Right. That's it. Like, yeah. That's, that's what I think. Um, and then uh Couch Chanel says there's two sides of the family now, which is Cody, Robin, Robin's kids, and Mary. Um, but Mary's more like like what's his name? Um, from Office Space who moved to the basement, you know, the, the movie. Oh, Office oh Space. yes. Was um Milton Melvin. Was, Melvin Milton? Milton, Milton, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. Uh, it is. And then the other side of the family, which is like the rational part of the family, except except that they sell all this MLM crap. Um, um, but I guess there's only so much, you know, rational to go around, you know, can't expect miracles. So, yeah. So those are the two sides. Um, then we see Isabel telling Cody that she's moving and he's like, you're escaping all this. <laughs> <laughs> are you escaping this and, and it was like cody it's not about you it's not about her escaping you although that may play a part into it she's going to school <laughs> how many kids go away to college far away from their families a lot uh -huh. a lot of people yeah they want to be on their own independent right my kid's off at college i see right. once and that's it i'm i don't know idea when i'm gonna see him again mm-hmm it's just, you know, it's, it is, it's not about me. He didn't move away because he's trying to get away from me. Although I'm sure he's glad to be away from me. He would have moved <laughs> to go start the rest of this next part of his life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so just, it's just more of Cody being an egomaniac. And then Crouch Christine talks about how the kids wish that they had a better relationship with Cody and that it's his responsibility to make that better and that he missed an opportunity to get to know them because they're really great kids again that's really sad and that's what we end on on that episode <laughs> yeah you it is on him what do you think is it and we'll get into this more i think in this in the in episode three which we're going to get to next but um yeah you know is it on the kids is it on on him you know is this I a doctor phil I issue where we say you know you don't bring kids into adult issues or make kids responsible excuse me for adult issues I think it's it's I think it's mainly on him I really do I think that he again decided to have however many children he had and ultimately it's his responsibility to be a father to them all and mm -hmm. figure it out at the end of the day and of course kids grow up they get busy life shows up life happens COVID things happen but mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's his responsibility to, to try them. to be in their lives that's that's my opinion I I agree um yeah he needs to meet them where they're at right like if they're 13 um you know 13 year olds live in a very you know 13 year old world they're not going to think about oh I should take time out of my day to make sure I go and reach out and make sure my relationship with my father is on track right like that's not how they think and nor should they be expected to you know like kids who have to do that I think have to grow up way too soon you know what I mean that puts them in that 
parenting role. And I, and I don't think you should do that. Um, Which I think a lot of the older kids were put in a parenting roles too. Now that you mentioned mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, they, yeah. early on in the earlier episodes, again, like I think Garrison or one of the older boys was the one making breakfast for the kids. They were talking mm-hmm. to them. I, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Cause the moms, the moms need that. The moms needed the help because, yeah. you know, Cody's not around. Except I guess Robin doesn't need it. Cause they've got a nanny. The two of them, at the house all the time plus the nanny plus the older kids i what does the nanny do what does the nanny do yeah so anyway that's episode two and um that's all we got for this episode but we will be back for episode three um Thanks for tuning in, you guys. And we'll link all of um, Lexi's socials and stuff in her in, or in the show notes. So you can reach out to her if you need to as well. Um, hit us up. What you think of the episode? What you think about us? Our thoughts on the episode? And we will talk soon. Hey, Fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.